Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 2004's Kung Fu Hustle, do me a solid favor, pause this, go check it out, come back and join us, and uh, get in on a conversation. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Colt45Podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Google Play, Satchel, Stitcher, uh, Podcoin, Podbean, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Today, Colt45 is powered by... Zinian's Energy Drink. Wild Grape. Fuck is that? Tastes like garbage, really. <laughs> because that's that potential sponsor. Well, when they tastes pay like ass. Like, tastes like, tastes like science mixed with energy. And as always, <laughs> and as always, we're powered by you, the listeners, the fans. Thank you so much at Patreon. Uh, without this, we couldn't do any of this shit without you guys. Uh, for a maximum of three, minimum of one dollar, you can get extra content from us as well as some nice swag. And this episode is actually brought to you by Angelique Messias. Thank you so much. She's the one that won the uh, Patreon raffle, and we'll be doing this episode in her honor. You are now listening to Call 45. Yeah, welcome everybody to a ass kicking and running like a fucking cartoon edition of Cold 45. I'm your host, Beat'em Down. Today I'm joined by, as always, Racist. What is that? That's not even, it's not even Chinese. What is that? Somewhere Asian. Somewhere no, it's not. <laughs> fucking in there asian. i don't know man. asian I, I don't know it's about asian as, adjacent it's about like as asian as szechuan sauce and from mcdonald's that's exactly how asian it's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough <laughs> ladies and gentlemen in the name of angelique messiahs we're doing kung fu hustle this is what we got in the raffle and i'm honestly i'm not gonna lie to you i am ecstatic and so happy that we got a pick that does not hurt me internally Jesus, random Randy Savage. You ever seen this movie? What is your first impression with Kung Fu Hustle, directed and written by and starring Stephen Chow? See, right there is already a bad sign. Directed, written, and starring Stephen Chow. And literally, in my brain, I'm like, I kept confusing this movie with Kung Pao. Oh. And like, I'm not watching either of these things as as like because. Because it looks goofy from the trailer. And I was like, man, that looks really goofy. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I like I like my kung fu the way I like my steak. You know? Don't fuck around with it. Make it nice. Make it good. Make it lean. Make it awesome. You know? Don't don't give me no foo-foo weirdness on it. Give me garlic butter and a knife and a fork and I'm good. Have you eaten? Because every time we do this and you get in the food, like, I get hungry and I realize you're also hungry. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Cause now I'm fucking hungry, dude. I was doing just fucking fine. Everybody else wants some garlic butter on their steak. Fuck yeah. I want some goddamn <laughs> garlic butter on my fucking steak. You son of a bitch. I was, I was literally like, now I got to rush through this whole episode. Sorry, everybody. We're going to fucking power through this. Cause I need to go to a fucking steakhouse before they close. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit. Uh, text me where you want to go, Doug. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. Um, so like, so you never seen this before? 
at all. I have never seen this before. I was like, I'm avoiding this. Nah. Okay, so let's 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 put some suspense on this episode, shall we? Uh, well, for me, guys, this is a all time classic. I had this back on DVD a long motherfucking time ago when I was couch surfing in the good old good old days of 2004. I was three years removed from high school, getting it in. It was the most breathtaking thing I ever fucking saw. But I don't know shit from shampoo about movies back then. So we might have a difference of opinion now. Now that I'm way more jaded and been through a lot more shit and as an older man. So we shall motherfucking see. Did Angelique hook us up? Or did she bring back painful memories and just destroy things that I used to hold dear as a child? Are you ready to do this? <laughs> I'm ready. Brief side note. I'm sorry I butchered the name so terribly. That. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. You. For you. you I, woof. I was like. I you sweet chin music that name yeah, so you did. hard. Angela Mackis. <laughs> Mackis? I was like, oof. Oof. And she came to see us, man. Yeah. Shout out. Wait for a quick, quick story. Uh, she is a goddamn firefighter, first of all. Oh, fuck. She is the shit. <laughs> and um, she came, like, uh, 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 first time I met her was when we had our Worse and Forgotten panel where it was uh, Double Dragon and uh, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, man. She was the one that was, like, like super into it uh, when we had the roast thing. She was, like, the one going hard. Yeah. Now I just feel terrible. And then she came to <laughs> our, uh, she came to the uh, pandemic thing we did, the pandemic uh, Friday Night Fest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's super uh, cool. Yeah, you yeah. You betrayed her. I'm not good with names unless I can see them like phonetically. I'm, nah, I'm nah, bad. You're good. <laughs> Angelique, to be fair, like I I I'm I have all the access to shit. So I, he all he saw was the name. That was it. And so yeah, it's not his fault. Anyway, let's get this started. So we have the motherfucking Dude. goddamn crocodile gang in this bitch. And I love it because the boss is wearing a cowboy hat and motherfucking alligator uh excuse me, crocodile boots. And he is like running this motherfucking <laughs> police station, like right out of. This is some gangster shit. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" This is, is like, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like the setting is uh, Shanghai, China, but it's like early '30s or '40s or some shit. And it's some gangster shit going down because you see this sign, and it translates to super crime fighters, and you see a cop flying into that shit. You're like, "Oh, this is not about crime fighters at all." <laughs> no, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and the leader of the Crocodile Gang. I'm going to just say his name is Dundee. I don't know. But he's super pissed because they, they grabbed this, I'm sorry, this John Voight smoking hot Asian chick mm. for like, uh, what she do? She was spitting? She spit? Yeah, she spit on it. Like, I thought she spit on the ground or something. Like, yeah, something and, really and, stupid. and they locked her. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's a dumb thing. But the tax they were taking out their ass did not fit the, <laughs> did not fit the punishment at all. They were, they were whooping cops ass left and motherfucking right. They're about to leave and shit, right? They got outside, and then the cops shut all the doors. Like, they go full-on lockdown, like, barn mode. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then you look around, and everything's shut down. And now it's just an empty street. But you hear, the, like, the soft rumbling of a thousand footsteps. Just come, like, oh, here comes trouble. And it's like, just a sea of dude surrounds these guys yeah. i'm like oh shit and they're like fucking shit calling the reinforcements so they shoot like a skyrocket into the air that they just have conveniently and one of the guys are like yeah unfortunately all your men belong to us now so eat this shit yeah <laughs> and they man. just like mow down six dudes what the fuck is going on 
Yeah. They missed the they missed the hottie, which is strange. <laughs> well, she she hit the fucking floor cuz it's like yeah. she's been there before. Like everyone else is standing up just getting the business. And uh Dundee is running for his motherfucking life and we have a smooth at, uh hatchet thrown or excuse me, it's an axe, whatever. It was thrown at his leg and cuts him off at the fucking boot, bro, and he goes down. Mm. And uh once they like first of all, Brother Sum is the leader of the Axe Gang. Uh, you ever seen Shaolin Soccer? No. Again, one of those movies where it's, it's like, okay. Looks looks goofy. It's okay. I'm gonna avoid it. He actually played Bruce Lee in Ant Man Three. Ooh. Uh, he's a watch. dead ringer for Bruce Lee. Like, uh, uh, look him up and see the other stuff he's done. He is a dead ass ringer for Bruce Lee because he actually played a uh, Bruce Bruce Lee caricature in uh, Shaolin Soccer, and he was the goalie. And yes, he wore the yellow game of death shit while he was the goalie. We need of to course. see Shaolin Soccer. We, like now that you know what Kung Fu Hustle is about, we need to see Shaolin Soccer. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Dead Ringer, and he is the shit because right out of the gate, dripping, dripping with swag. Mm. He gets that axe, does a little dance to him and shit, and start hacking him the fuck up. And once he's dead, we get back to this super hot ass Asian chick who's begging for her life. So instead of like taking her. You know what I'm saying? Macking her down and you know, taking her out to a nice uh egg foo young dinner. I don't know. <laughs> That's fucked up. But anyway, he shoots her in the fucking back with a shot. And and, and he has this thing he does when he's about to murder somebody. He tells them everything's fine. They turn their back like they're okay, and he waves in something. And it's like a recurring thing he does. So he waves in a shotgun out of just fucking nowhere and just shoots her across the like like Miss Lauren Django. Oh yeah. Ten yeah, feet yeah. she flies. Oh, easy. Because I had Asian face blindness for a little bit, and I thought that she showed back up later in this movie. And I was no, like, it was it was somebody in this like a similar dress though. I kept I, I was that was weird for me. Okay. Got, yeah. No, no. I saw chicks like walking with their butt swaying, and but it was like it's yeah, always a like, different chick. I feel like that's a weird thing he uh, Stephen Chow chose to do because that happened like four times. You see a chick butt swaying, you're like, is that her? And it's absolutely not. Yeah. So we get this cool like dance murder montage getting money montage kind of thing happening right yeah it reminded me a lot of the like the dick tracy like um, bugsy montage that happened where like we're gonna be victorious all the money and all the bitches are gonna come to us and like what, what was your thoughts on the on the dance on the dance uh sequence they were doing in, in the fucking uh headquarters didn't bother me that much i was like you're getting kind of close to that bandsaw goofiness, but I've seen Bollywood movies that did this, so I'm like, okay, I'm guessing this is like title credits, maybe? But they, I'm, but they I'm threw, in, they threw in Thriller, though. They threw in some Thriller moves, though. That is true. That's probably why you let it slide. You're like, well, they, they did. Yeah, I was like, they invoked Thriller, so I'm still in. I'm still down. That axe throwing thing was kind of badass. I want to see what happens. Right, next. you saw you saw shit to the people getting like slaughtered. You just you want to see where this is going. This is rated R, by the way. Oh shit! It's pretty violent. And yeah, goofy. it is pretty violent. I was like, but it it still leaned like it leaned so hard on the goofiness, but the the violence seemed to like try to pull it back as much. Like every time, it it was like really strange. Like had it had no blood, this would have been PG. But like. So check this out. There, there was two directors um, on this. It was Stephen Chow, and I don't know if you know who Sammo Hung is. Wait, the guy from Sammo Hung? Yeah. Yeah, the fat, the the, the fat dude that's yeah. always doing shit with uh, Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, uh, he or Project A. Yeah. Yes, he directed uh, three pivotal scenes, and he directed this scene where we see the motherfucking Asian ghetto 
pigsty alley. <laughs> God damn. Jeez. It's uh it's roughly translated to uh a actual Chinese like hood um called a, a kulong. And it's like a it's like a walled off, like weird, uh like really just gangster ass neighborhood is crime and all kinds of shit. But um right. I think it's a play on words because I think uh a kulong is close to the word oolong, which I think I think means pig in Chinese. I'm sure I'll be beaten up for being wrong on it. But I feel, I feel like, like there was a T. Hmm? I feel like oolong is a T. Like a leaf. I think oolong is a, is a pig too, because that's, that's a character in um Dragon Ball. The name was oh, okay. I don't know. But um we get like this cool sweeping shot where we see all the people who are kind of sort of important, but it's like a nice sweeping sweeping shot where if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't know any better. Because we see yeah, I, uh, didn't, I didn't catch any of this. Like it, everyone looked super normal to me until they weren't. Exactly. And um because you see the landlord, you see uh the strong ass dock worker getting like a bunch of bags thrown on his back. His name is Twelve Kicks. You th- I'm thinking he's the main guy at this point. Yeah. First like, first watch. Strong? Right. <laughs> But then you see this other guy making noodles. You're not thinking too much about it. His name is Donut. Mm-hmm. But he's the master of the hexagon staff. And what shapes are donuts sometimes? Hexagons. Mm-hmm. Or circles. Well, depending on uh, if it's if it's Krispy Kreme, circle, uh, Shipley's, it's a hexagon for some fucking reason. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then you have the tailor, who's uh, known as Iron Fist. But all this is hidden in secret right now. And um, we got this butt-out barber. Uh, this this guy who always has his butt cheeks out the entire movie, and uh, I just call him Cheeks. He doesn't, he doesn't really have a name. Okay, I'm calling Jeez. him Cheeks because his ass you because his ass is always out throughout this entire movie, guys. There's a guy that they will come back to every now and then. His the top of his ass cheeks. It really is like are always like, out. We get it. You're a hairdresser, quote unquote, dick fingers. Dick in the ass fingers. No, because no, no, he's actually straight. Because the super gay, the gay one is is the tailor. Like he, he's because he's oh. over the top gay. Yeah, he is. They they got yeah like they, no he's actually because um I thought I thought it might have just been because he likes to wear clothing. He didn't like you know his outfit was was very flaming. But um I'll I'll bring something up at the end of the movie that that shows that he's not uh he's not gay. Okay. Even though he looks it. <laughs> like, I love women. I love women. <laughs> right. I ain't gay no more. He could be one of them. I went to a club and they electrocuted the gay out of me. Jesus. Uh, so we get this mean ass lady, mean ass landlady, mm. and she's like, not some old cigarettes, hair rollers, like, like this is angry black woman analog almost. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, oh, like don't Jesus. let the stereotypes fool you, folks. Like, don't don't assign it to black women. Like, this shit goes all over the world. This is this is just ghetto lifestyle. Period. Point blank. And um, you know, the, hard she, life make hard people. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. So her husband, you know, the landlord, uh, who looks like a pimp. He really did. And I was like, okay, is it? Does he run like a brothel or something? Because I feel like he should run like with the. I just make all the. I just have all the booty. That's what I do. That's my job. He's a cat daddy. He's he's basically a Chinese cat daddy. Yeah. Got the got the pins in his hair and shit and like uh you know he got basically murdered because he was hitting on this chick who got horse teeth. I'm sorry, but they called her uh, uh, rabbit Jane. teeth. Yeah, they called yeah. Jane because like they faked you out thinking you're about to see another smoking hot Asian chicken. It's Jane. And it's like yeah. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, you need a paper bag of right there. Uh, or mm. or or a ninja mask. Yes. 
ninja mask. And just leave it on forever. It's like, like a, katana, a like a katana thing, and just like it, cover that face. Right, like if Molina's like went and got dental work. Yeah, just... <laughs> from a British barber. Or like, <laughs> you look lovely. You look lovely. Now go. Let's go. Yes. Smashing. 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 Uh, so like. She's like the landlady, like literally, technically murders this guy. She throws him out of a fucking window, and he's like, he just smashes into the ground, and they don't cut away. You just see it happen, and um, I feel like at this point, the movie really shows you how they bend the rules, right? Because you had the landlord lifeless on the fucking ground, but cheeks goes to check on him, you know, thinking, swearing on God, he's dead, like poking him with a stick, and like the landlord is like, go away. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Just give me a minute. <laughs> right. So with this, we have our two vagabonds entering the scene. Uh, we have a uh, Stephen Child's character whose name is Singh, and his portly uh, 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 sidekick Bone. I had to look right. this up. I've never known their names. I've never like known this, their names. Like now that watching it with hindsight. I feel like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost could have been these guys too. Holy shit, yeah. This could have been another installment of the Coronado trilogy. <laughs> Just like yeah. a kung fu British movie. Oh man, that actually would have been kind of cool. I actually would not have that'd been that'd be the one localization I wouldn't be too mad about. Because you I can see it. Yeah. I can see it happening. So like they're posing, they're they're complete posers. They're pretending to be ex game members trying to like get in on some free shit through intimidation. It's not working. Your boy uh, Bone has <laughs> he has these axes fake tattooed on his uh, man tits, and he's just wobbling them around. And like they don't realize they're in the true hood because Cheeks is like cutting the hair. Cheeks don't give two fucks about what's going on. And uh, your boy Singh is like threatening to whoop everybody's ass. And like the whole the whole squad, the whole hood is like, what what you about to do? They all show up. It's like the end of the, it's like the end of um uh, Meteor Man. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, like immediately. Wow. Like we we know how this works. You got to fight if you fight one of us, you got to fight all of us. And I was like that's it's kind of strange how even in this poor neighborhood, you all look out for each other. That's that's rather nice. Yeah, man. Also, they don't want the damage to their property cuz the house the house is already like wobbly as it is. Right? They can't they can't have this shit. So like I like how <laughs> I like how the dude tries to be like, you know what? Fuck that uh let me whoop your ass. And he pointed to one dude in the back. He was tall as fuck. Uh, the onion lady, he tried to fight her and she fucked his shit. Like, everyone is strong. Yeah. He couldn't fuck. There was a baby. He called a baby out. This baby was like digitally yeah. swollen. Let me fight this kid. Come here, kid. And like the kid like swole. Like, okay, that's just weird. Yeah, what about you, old man? Yeah, it, it, it was it was pretty fucking funny. And um, hang on, let's see. Oh yeah, so like Sing Sing is like I'm gonna signal. It's a callback to early. He's like I'm gonna use this firecracker to signal the axe game and that's y'all ass. And right. Sing accidentally throws a firecracker at a legitimately uh, uh, affiliated made man dude from the axe gang and blows up his hat. And like a bitch, Sing's blames the fucking people. Yeah, because that's what Connors do. They like deflect. Like I'm just gonna. It was them. <laughs> Look at the, them. So how did you feel about the uh, immediate breakneck speed of slapstick comedy to actual horrible potential murder? When they uh, when the axe gang grabbed the the, the uh, mother and child and 
poured gasoline all over them immediately in retribution. I was like, you know, it was kind of like it was funny. And then it got to a point where I was like, this is not funny no more. What's going on? And I was like, I've seen like, I was thinking like my brain went to those uh, like uh, Taiwanese protesters. I'm like, damn, they really oh, do Jesus Christ. Oh. And I was like, oh, uh, okay, I are we still going for yuck yucks guys like uh, you're gonna really set this these people on fire and like i oh yeah so and now we get our heroes that pop out of nowhere and i was like oh thank god <laughs> right like, okay good because somebody got like their fucking back shattered and like you don't even see how you don't even see who did it oh no i'm sorry i, I think I, I got out of sorts because they were threatening to fuck somebody up though no no it, it was it was gasoline right because then yeah it was gasoline and then like gonna set it like they were gonna set these people on fire and i was like and then they threw like this the lighter and this guy caught it right then he yeah that's right because he because he was like uh, they're trying to figure out who broke uh, uh what's his face back right because he was gonna like the guy got his back broken trying to do something different not burn them down right right I forgot what it was though. He was pissed, but he got his back shattered. And then they try to come back to find out who broke the back, because they made like the official signal. And then, um, yeah, uh, the twelve kicks guy stopped him from uh, burning shit. And he proceeded to whoop their ass, all yeah. the ass, all the kick techniques, like all twelve of the kicks were, were used yeah. in the scene. It was insane. It's fucking amazing. And then like he brought in like everyone, another like forty guys, and I'm like, okay. Eventually, because like in my brain, I'm like, okay, so is this the movie where, like, a stranger comes to town and it's like a guy who really doesn't want to fight anymore, but like has to fight, and then he's forced to fight to protect the village, and then, then the bad guys show up with more bad guys or a specialized bad guy. And I'm my brain's trying to like go into hyperdrive about what the plot of this movie is, <laughs> and then, and then another dude shows up, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, the second dude is the tailor, the 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 feminine guy, and he gets the fucking dope ass Shaolin like iron like wrist thingies, the, the bracelets and shit. And I'm like, fuck yeah! And you you already know it's going down because they're they're playing the the fucking like traditional Chinese music when like people are getting their ass beat in old school um like Run Run Shaw movies and shit. Right. So like you, I, I just get hype because like you know what's going down and like it's a, it's a decent mix of 2004 CG. And like good old fashioned warifu, and it's beautiful. It's a it's a sight to fucking behold, guys. Like if you haven't seen this shit, go see it. And uh, your boy, um, the cook jumps in on it. Donut hops in, and Donut is like a goddamn staff master. And I love the old school shit when the staff is all bendy and shit. Yeah, love awesome. it. Like it just it hits everyone, everything in the way. And I'm like, this is amazing. What is going on? I'm done trying to figure this movie out. Like, I'm, le- I'm letting it ride, bro. <laughs> okay, so, so this is when you're like, all right, I'm in. So, so, so. Th- and like, because uh, uh, like, I'm trying to take notes, and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this thing, and what happened was I had to stop for a minute, and I was like, oh shit, I'm an hour into this movie, I haven't taken a single note down because I'm done. I'm just like watching it now. I'm like, this is amazing, and it's like, okay, let's keep going. Go, go. I had to go back and watch another thing, like start it again and then try again. But it's like, this is amazing. That's I'm awesome. Insane. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So the whole Axe Gang gets just rocked. Mm. It's a wrap. And and your boy, Brother Sum, has to get the fuck out of there, dude. Um, So when when they flee, um, 
the landlady's like panicking because they know that there's gonna be some type of retribution, right? Right. And she's trying to kick them the fuck out. Cause like, look, you shouldn't have did that shit. I appreciate it, but y'all need to get the fuck out. And at the same time, brother Sum snatched up the two vagabonds and have them held captive. Cause they're about to execute them for just getting their, you know, getting them in the whole position to get their ass beat. Mm-hmm. So like, they throw an axe at fucking uh, Singh's head immediately, dude, and he fucking he fucked Jill Valentine. This dude's the master of unlocking. Ooh. Because he picks the lock in 2.5 seconds. Uh, Oh, yeah. It was like, it was crazy. Like, what the fuck? Like, really fast. Right. They're like, oh, okay. So he's a master thief. Right. Maybe. And then my brain's like, okay. So it's the story of the master thief trying to protect the village using thiefery skills. Right? No. And my brain's going back to trying to figure what's happening next. But I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, it's kind of funny because he's just, I mean, Singh is a piece of shit. (laughs) Singh is an absolute asshole. Like 90% of this fucking movie. Like he saves his friend Bone from getting his head chopped off. Because uh, they're like, okay, well, let's see how fast you can do this. You got three seconds to unlock your friend, and we're going to fucking chunk this axe at him. Like, so either you unlock him or he dies. And he gets him out right in the nick of time. And uh, Brother Sum is like, all right, y'all can go. You know, we might call on y'all. Yeah. And when he's walking away, you see Brother Sum signaling for something off screen, and you're thinking it's going to be absolute death and murder, but it's a cigarette. It's a fake out. Yeah. So you get a you get a nice like fake out rule of three, which I appreciate. It was pretty cool because they they, like that was a rule. Like if he waves Mm -hmm. in something, you're dead. And uh, they get to survive, but he's like, we know we need these type of people in the future, so we'll let them live. Classic mob rules, whatever. Right. Like now you owe us your life, and you're gonna come back and pay us back, boy. Yes. Man. Yes. Now we get the story of like his skills, right? Yeah, yeah, cause um, he wants to. <laughs> they're they're such piece of shit. They want to like, you know, make a name for themselves. So like, he's thinking about retaliating and killing these people to get in good with the axe game. Like this is literally what Singh is thinking about. But he's so whack. <laughs> like like he's clearly he has no like actual like murderous intent in his body. But he's just talking shit. You know. It's like if like the guy from Goodfellas is like, I'm gonna be a gangster. But he's really he got he was from the chess club the whole time, and like not really not really dangerous, kind of just a dork the whole right. time. So, okay. I like how um, <laughs> we get the sad flashback of him as a kid being approached by some like just fucking homeless dude, and he's he's pumping his head up like you, you oh you could be a kung fu genius like give me ten dollars which is a ton of money back then. And you can get this uh, book for the uh, the Shaolin Fist shit or the uh, the Buddhist Palm, Buddhist right. Palm Manual. So the kid buys it. He believes it. He's doing the fucking practice and shit. I'm getting like Karate Kid vibes immediately. He's a savant. Oh no, he kind of is, man. If you think about it. But um, he because he like uh uh, I don't know, man. Because like that gust of wind that happened when he did the palm was that fake? See, I was like. When I watched it again, I was like, okay, that was just a coincidence. It oh, just was it? happened to happen at that moment. Just was like, it? woo. And I was like, okay. Was uh, it? I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah, I know. But uh, all that shit ain't coming to fruition <laughs> immediately because yeah. little girl's getting picked on. These bullets are trying to take this big-ass lollipop. I don't know how they're going to split it. 
Uh, that's a whole other kind of movie like there. Yeah, that's a whole other movie. That's a gay stand by me. <laughs> yeah, get some of that Taylor. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he tries to he tries to chime in. He goes for the Shaolin um, stomach strike. Absolutely not effective at all. And they beat the shit out of this kid, and they treat him like that mattress and fucking uh, Kremlin and piss all over him. And I'm like, unnecessary. The book got soggy. It was unnecessary. That was too much. I was like, geez. Rated R. <laughs> I was, you you won. You got it. We got it. You won. So, of course, he's um like the content of the piss. He's very salty right. and uh, knocks the candy out of her hand and like runs away. And, of course, the girls are mute because we can't have a, a female, a female uh, character that talks. Not in this movie. Not, you know, you got one. You get one. The end. Uh, Shot her. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I like how when they're walking down the street, he's like, we haven't killed anybody. We haven't raped anybody. We haven't done anything. And Bone is like, oh, shit, ice cream. And just snaps him out of the, like, snaps Sing out of the murder intent. And he's like, where? And they steal the ice cream from this mute girl who's clearly the girl from the flashback. Clearly. Clearly. At first, I was like, again, I was like, there's no way. It's just the same Asian woman. <laughs> But like, oh, like she's running because <laughs> you'll no pay. And I was just like, okay, maybe the bunch of assholes. But that laugh at the end. Dude, that, that is my that, favorite scene. That laugh <laughs> at the end was like, that's weird. If either that was so heartbreaking for her or that's a clue that this is going to come back later to haunt him. Bro. And I was just like, because it's not like a general like, ha, it's a ha, <laughs> Kind of like, I was like, that is my so ominous for favorite stealing ice scene. cream. It's my favorite scene because when they jack the ice cream, they hop on the train and like as they're leaving, he has a mouth. I mean, a mouthful of ice cream, and he is just cackling. It is, I don't know what it is about that scene. It's like the most dickheadish thing. <laughs> this is my, it's my favorite scene. It cracks me up so fucking much, Doug. Like, what the fuck is going on with that one? True like, bastard. Man. True, true bastard. Oh God! So the landlady is like, "All right, y'all gotta go." And while they're trying to kick him out, you know, um, your boy Singh is trying to like murder the land the landlady. And uh, we get this hilarious knife uh, knife gag, which is just the best. He tries to throw a knife, stabs himself in the shoulder. Uh, did he do it twice? Yeah, like I feel like he he threw the knife. It bounced. It bounced off the brick wall, hit him in the shoulder. Yeah, because he got stabbed three times. Yeah, so yeah, I think he tried it again and it happened again. He tried it again, it bounced off the like a bounce off another wall, went behind him, stabbed him in the other shoulder. And then like and when then, when his homie tried to do it, like he really he, he rears back, stabs him again, and then like the, the fucking handle only the handle goes and flies out into the lady's face. And then he um he takes out the blade in his arm and then puts it back in and just a look of sadness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like why why did you why did you do that? And then like snakes wind up falling on him. He, he was getting fucked up. Yeah, and I was like, what the f-? It was hilarious. It was like it was now hilarious. we're getting all Looney Tunes with everything. I was like, okay. Bro, you have no idea because then the chase sequence happens because uh landlady sees what's going on and she goes after seeing and seeing books it and both of them get like Sonic the Hedgehog legs. Yeah, they get Looney Tune legs. This is Wiley Coyote type running, where the you only see smoke and dust, and they're traveling down the road, and it, there's a, like literally 
it would have been on like a motorcycle scene had it been like on motorcycles, but no, it was on foot. And then seeing does a because there's literally like a truck that's like with really high risers and it's coming right at him and he does the thing you would do on a motorcycle. He bends down and like keeps driving underneath the truck and the landlady does like a pirouette kind of like triple gainer sound yeah. yeah. <laughs> like almost like if there had been a Mountain Dew commercial like yeah, <laughs> and she kerplats into this billboard and like Sonic the Hedgehog's her entire inventory on the ground. <laughs> yeah, because her bra came out. Everything that's falls that's such off an accurate. Her. That is such a. <laughs> that's fucking accurate, bro. All her shit came off, bro. All of it comes off, and then seems like able to like look at her and just like keep running away. You know what's funny? They kept they kept calling her fat lady. She's not fat. She's not fat at all. But you know what's even funnier? That um that actress um um oh god I'm gonna butcher her name it's a uh, like like I'm not even gonna try it's like Q Q I U and then like Ying or Yin or some shit or Yuen and um she actually put on forty pounds no like she tried and it's like you still look normal I was like I'm trying to be fat lady I'm like all right well. I guess by their standards you're fat I uh, guess. By model standards, you're normal, but you're you're just a normal lady. Yeah, normal sized lady. Like, like next try. So, um, they get away, and um, your your boy is fucked up. Yeah, Utterly fucked up. Like he's stabbed three times. He's outrun. He's out of breath. He's his lips are about to fall off from snake venom. It's like, how are you going to survive this? And then somehow, I don't know why he's in this like water container metal shack thing or whatever i don't know what like, it I, is i guess it's like I, I think, a hideout i think it's like a, i think it's a local it's a local chinese thing because it's like it looked like a stoplight intersection thingy but and a water tower it was weird but it was yeah, empty and, but he goes on literally like he has a hulk transformation to like reset himself like he's banging on like you like hulk in the aircraft carrier just like you see his fists and they make imprints and like he just goes bumfuck inside of this water container and there's palm prints everywhere mm-hmm. I'm like okay that was weird like that was always a weird like like first watch i was like what because it, it, it just it's out of nowhere and then like when his friend sees him when he comes like comes out or whatever the fuck whatever the fuck that was like he has no idea what he's talking about like he's like i don't i don't know he's like how come you're yeah, okay like, he's like i don't well, wait, know are you you're fine he's like yeah i'm fine I so just, it's like he went fine. it's like he blacked out and did the kung fu shit he became the hulk and then reverted back to bruce banner he's like yeah i'm fine I, I don't know what happened but i'm fine i'm like you okay i get you did you go to the hospital which hospital to go to i don't remember Exactly. So the X game is like, all right, we got these three karate badasses in here. We need to do something about this. So they hire some like anime assassins. <laughs> these guys. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, are, and I was like, okay, are you guys magic or are you are you just so skilled with what your your technique that it's just like, I don't know. Okay. I think it's both. I think it's both. Um, are you wizards or are you assassins? I think like, okay. I, I think they're both because like because like they both had the uh, the like you know the the round glasses, the round black glasses, the hats, mm-hmm. and the fucking um uh uh again uh, from Street Fighter uh, suits and shit. And like 
they look dope. They look dope as fuck. And I was mad because 12 Kicks, um, his yeah. name is Cooley, which is like, he's like a nobody. It's, it's like, that's like a derogatory term for like a hood person or something in China. So they didn't give him a name. Some call him 12 Kicks. But 12 Kicks um, is like walking because they're leaving. Because the three guys had like a cool sparring moment. Could they act like they're about to leave? Mm-hmm. But, you know, fighters and, you know, fighters got to fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they all had their back turns, got super quiet, and they just got to sparring because it was dope. And we had a nice, cool little kung fu montage uh, situation happening. So somebody falls off the like, pillar. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. The gay one, right, the gay one, had, a, the gay one had to yuck it up a little bit. So he tries to leave uh, 12 Kicks at night. And there's only one of the guys um, playing. I don't know what the instrument is, uh, but he's playing it, and like you're seeing, like you're you're already seeing what the what, what the powers are because things are getting cut all around this guy. He doesn't notice it, and a poor cat gets fucking just split in half. You're like, oh no, oh no, and literally twelve kicks get his head cut off with the greatest of ease without a sound except for his head hitting the concrete. Yeah, and you're like, oh boy. And they I was go like, on. That's kind of cheap. Like, but it was awesome. It was just cheap. Like he didn't even get a chance to fight him. Yeah, because he was so badass. And like the younger, the youngest of the three. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was gonna like like last like a good chunk of that movie. And I was so sad and so wrong. And um, only the two old guys are left, right? Right. So they roll up on um, Iron Fist next because he's trying to leave. But he's able to see the shit that's coming is able to block it, but he's not doing too good. Like, uh, he's doing his best, but every time he gets close, he gets fucked all the way up. And um, your boy um, Donut tries to help. And he brings all the staffs because he yeah, has like a little like, point. I have the whole collection of all the p- armor piercing staffs, like, like 12, 16 bladed tip sticks flying at you. And I was like, we're going to use all of these at once. And I was like, Okay, that's cool, guys. I, I I can't I can't put into words what this scene looks like, but it's probably one of the coolest fight scenes in this uh, movie, and it's just amazing seeing seeing everything go down the way it goes down. But these guys are in some serious goddamn trouble because uh, is is the power is too great, um, and they also uh, both of the guys have super sharp claws, like to play the instruments and also to slash up walls and shit. Cause uh, like one of them tried to like they they tried to kill him one on one, but they couldn't. So they tried to work together and they start fucking up shit. Right. And the tailor had to sacrifice himself to save Hexagon from getting fucked all the way up. And right before both of them are about to get horrifically murdered, the landlady finally chimes in, and the landlord finally chimes in. Did we find out that these motherfuckers are even stronger kung fu masters? Yes. What what is what is Cat Daddy's powers, bro? I feel like at first I was like, wait, is he a drunken master or he just has the ability to sleep through fights? Because every like every punch they threw at him, he just kind of like redirected into like, like he he is the master of redirection. Like you throw something at him and he just like dodges it or reverts it back and it like punches you punch the guy next to you. Like he's a rubber band man or something like that. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Cause like he, uh, it, it wasn't like he was fighting. It like it was like it felt like he was half asleep and just like, I'm just gonna go with the motions. And they literally kick him back, and he he doesn't fly back. He floats back like a feather. Yeah. Like just like, wee, and then lands back on his feet like nothing happened. And I was like, 
right, that's kind of cool. Okay. That's, how, that's how you want to fight. Because like, he uh, looks like that will be his power, though. Like, yeah, you, like you're buying it. Like, yeah, you look like that guy. Because he's just this stretchy, lanky guy. Like, I, I'm, I fight without fighting. I am the, I am the empty fist. <laughs> right. And unfortunately, the tailor dies right before Landlady's eyes. And you see her just giving this fucking just monumental mean mug. And I'm excited because I can't wait to see what her shit is, right? Mm-hmm. So um, she goes out there and she hits these motherfuckers with her because she has a shit scream. Cause they, they foreshadowed her power um, when she was shutting up all the people who were complaining like, you know, hey, like they helped us. Like, don't kick them out. And she's like, tell everybody, shut the fuck up super loud. And they all they all shut the fuck up. Yeah, I was like, at first, my brain was like, that's just goofy. That's a thing that happens because it's Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't trigger my brain like, that's her magic power is that she's Black Canary, apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it, her, her move is called the Lion's Roar, and it hits these motherfuckers so hard that they, they're basically butt-ass naked. Like, they get they get the sonic treatment and lose all their shit. And what's funny is um, <clears throat> it's like a weird... Um, there's a weird saying like uh, if you have like a, a lion roaring east of the river or some shit, it's a weird translation. But it's basically like it's, it's like have having a uh, a really mean wife or like a henpecked husband. You ever heard you ever heard that term henpecked? Basically Not pussy whipped. Yeah, yeah. Ba- basically pussy whipped. Like it's like it's like the Chinese version of saying somebody's being pussy whipped and like right. Uh, the lion's roar is kind of like a like an inside joke of being like that type of woman. So it's kind of like getting like if Catwoman whipped you to death or some shit, and like her special mm-hmm. move was called the pussy whip or something. It's kind of like it's kind of like that type of thing they're doing. Okay, I get you. It's just a uh, it's, it's a hard it's hard to translate things, so they just kept it simple. Like, oh, it's the lion's roar. It's just badass. The lion's roar. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I get dope. you. So, brother, some. And his uh, accountant friend is like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Drive. Yeah. You can't because goddamn people are in the goddamn car. Like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, that's when it got real. The landlord yeah. in the front with the driver. Landlady is in between these guys. And I'm like, damn. And then she, they do this dope-ass callback to Way of the Dragon where uh, she says nothing but, like, does the exact hand motions Bruce Lee does. Warning them if they come back, he's gonna fuck them up, and even does the, the thumbing of the nose. Uh, Stephen Chow is a huge uh, uh, Bruce Lee fan, and a lot of these people in these movies, like every single old person or or whoever the fuck is in this movie, have been in several uh, kung fu films, mm-hmm. and also uh, a lot of them have ties to Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan in some weird way. Because even the lady was actually um, Jackie Chan's elder when when they were going to the uh, little you know Chinese drama school. Right, they were like in the oh, same wow. class. Oh, cool. Um, also, the guy, the Bendy guy, he um, he was a stand-in for Bruce Lee for a couple of movies, and um, there's a couple of other connections to Bruce Lee as well um, in this film. We'll get to in a little bit. So they bug the fuck out, and they are like, <laughs> <laughs> the accountant's crying. The other one has like like. Uh, uh, he's got the shakes. He's like, I, I'm trying to do my best with this like hand. It won't sit still, and I'm like. Man, they scared the shit out of you, didn't they? Yeah, unfortunately, the the shaking and the rattleness uh, uh, transferred when he tried to like smoke a cigar and basically Pepsi's himself like he's Michael Jackson and like burns his hair. It's just it's a bad scene. 
but it's hilarious. So with all that hilarity, we cut to goddamn funeral time in the hood where basically you just throw sheets over them in the fucking uh, courtyard. Mm-hmm. And it's it's bad. And um, two out of three are dead, but Donut is straight up dying and he hits him with the Uncle Ben, dude. Like blatant homage to Spider-Man. Yeah. Because they're like mad. Like how come like, like all the people are like, why didn't y'all come? If y'all would have came sooner, probably nobody would have died. And they're like, uh, uh, the landlord and landlady, like, we didn't want to come out because, like, we literally lost our son because of fighting. Like, we just vowed to not do it. We're just trying to be ordinary people. Being ordinary is a blessing. And then Donut's like, like that's, isn't that from, like, Enter the Dragon 2? Where it's like, your sister died and we promised you would stop fighting. I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Man, look, okay. it's, a, it's a thing they do. All right? I don't know. I don't know. But they, but they lost their kid. Their kid was a fighter. He died. Whatever. And um, they fucking... Um, like Donut's like great power, great responsibility, and he dies. And all three guys are fucking dead. And I'm like, who the fuck is the hero right now? Is this the old folks? I'm confused. What? Who? Who do I root for in this movie? So like everyone is like the, the crowd, like people are like, uh, well, train us. Just train us to yeah. fight, then, man. Shit, because Butt Cheeks is, you know, Cheeks is tired of this shit. Like, dude, just train us, man. Let's see what's up. <laughs> no, no, no. I could be a kung fu master. Look at me. Such Look a good my, scene. Like, such a good scene because like they're like we can't train anybody this fast it's unrealistic they would have to already be an innate kung fu genius and cheeks start throwing them hands bro <laughs> it's like look i have all the power look at and she just looks at him throws one jab to his face and he sits the fuck down yeah he's like he's not the one i was just like oh she, she gave him a chance she gave him a chance though she really did Oh my god! You embarrass yourself some more. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of getting embarrassed, your boy Singh is like picking on people. He's picking on his clerk with his glasses. <laughs> he tries to do snake style kung fu, and the clerk slaps the shit out of him and starts beating the shit out of him and his homeboy. It was fucking awesome. Oh my god! Um, I'm so sick of people fucking with me. <laughs> right, but basically he just he just frustrated, dude, and um he tries to pick on the the, the mute girl again, dude, and like tries to rob her. And like she's trying to show him the candy. She's telling him that I remember you. You were the one that's, you know, to try to save me. Like she's literally signing to him, I remember you. Do you remember me? Like you helped me. You know? And it's not working. He ain't having it. He ain't accepting that that nice shit she's trying to do. You know what I mean? And uh he gets really butthurt because like he he, he tries to jack her up, like he's gonna stab her and shit. And she hands him the candy. And um he just slaps the candy out of her hand. He's, he's not having it. He's rejecting. Yeah, because he remember he remembers. He knows what he knows who she is now, and it's like I have become the thing I've hated. And I'm like, all right, so we're gonna have a redemption turn, right? It's gonna change, and you're gonna try and become a better person. No, fuck off, everyone, get away from me. Yeah, <laughs> tells his, tells his homeboy to piss off, and he does for the rest of the movie. He's like, go the fuck away, like get away from me. Fuck this candy, fuck all this shit. And then literally the X gang is like, now we can now we come. Here we come. And they scoop him up and it's like, hey man, uh, we need you for a particular mission. We need you to go uh break uh the number one because they foreshadowed the uh the two assassins who got beaten. Yeah. They foreshadowed the number one killer of all time, the beast. And uh they're gonna send uh Sing to go break out the beast, because you know, the lock lock picking skills, and also he's fucking expendable. Because there's goddamn military soldiers and tanks guarding this fucking mental facility. 
So they're throwing him out there to fucking die if you fail. Like, if you fail tough shit. You know what I mean? So what about the other guys? Oh, we're, uh, we're lookout. So <laughs> we'll be we'll be right here. You got it. Don't worry about it. We'll be right here. So I like how ominous this shit is because uh, they. It was funny. They gave him all these tools to break him out, and he loses the tools immediately. I'm like, what the fuck is he gonna do? And like he turns a corner, and like the murderous intent from the beast is so severe that an homage to The Shining came out of nowhere, and blood just fall like just bad bad juju. This <laughs> is in that direction. I feel like there's like a, just a guy who makes movies, who loves movies. And just wanted to add more things that from the movies he likes into the movie. And I'm just like, I respect that. That's awesome. Like, but it I'm works. I'm making my own movie. And I was like, yeah. I was like, and my brain was like, yeah, that's from The Shining. What, what the fuck is going on? Did you literally walk into a haunted insane asylum to pull out a murderer? Because that is the best. Yeah, man. Like, that much violence is emanating off of this dude's body where, like, that shit is happening. And honestly, kudos because it's a damn good recreation of the shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to throw the blood down to make it look like that. I have no idea how they did that shit. So good on him. Um, and I put in my notes. Even though he lost all his tools, Singh is still the goddamn master of fucking unlocking. Because this is like a big ass like Game of Thrones key size door here, and he like uses a safety pin to open that bitch. It's like what? It made it look easy. Yeah, because he's a master. His his stats are easily one hundred at lock picking, like easily. Easily. Master of his craft. Just like doesn't break any lock picks, just does it in two seconds. Oh fuck. What if his what if what if like the, the his unlocking skills like matter for everything, even unlocking his ability for Kung Fu? Ooh. Moving on. Um that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we find the beast. And he is just this old, stinky looking ass man. Stinky, stinky looking man. I expected this. Like, they're like, this is the most dangerous villain we known to man. The most powerful of all the kung fu masters. And I'm like, if this isn't a tiny, like, either a shriveled up piece of a human being or the gayest thing I've ever seen. I mean, but I mean, the it, thing about El Duce though, El Duce yeah. like looked like Father Christmas, but he he was bringing the heat. That's fair. Because it was a straight up El Duce thing. It's, it's technically he's technically Asian El Duce. Yeah. El Duce, excuse me, but uh, like they bring him, <laughs> he, bring, he brings him back. He got these flip flops on. He's in his underwear and his white beater. He looks like he smells like pee. Yeah, I was like, what the? Yeah, that's that's about right. And nobody <laughs> is feeling him. Nobody believes in him and shit. And like, Singh is like, I'll pop didn't you they, one. Didn't they literally like? I, I'm sorry, Mr. Beast. Is there any way we could verify that you are the most dangerous villain in the world? Because we, we 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 like we don't have we're not entirely sure. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, somebody tries him because like Sing Sing still had enough wherewithal to not really fuck with him, and he didn't. Yeah. But this other guy came at him and busts him right in the mouth, and he just looked at him. He eats all of it, and he's like, again, harder. Like, is that it? Like, literally laughing at him, and uh, harder, daddy. I was like, okay, I think we got the wrong guy. So he takes his fucking gun, and he, <laughs> it looks stupid, but like he shoots himself at point blank range and catches the bullet. But it's so ludicrous of how fast he is, because he shoots the bullet, and you don't see his hand moving slow motion at all. It just goes, doop, just get 
No, he just cut it. <laughs> That's how fast he is. So everyone shuts the fuck up. They're like, oh, my God. we are uh, the beast. We yeah, got it. Everyone bows to him and shit. And he immediately takes the job. And then he lifts up his foot with the fucking chocolate attached. And does a hellacious ass kick that rips open half of the fucking building out of the like back area into the uh, Axe Games Casino. And who the fuck is waiting for him, dude? Motherfucking landlord and landlady. And they're in there. They're getting out clothes. And they look cheesy as fuck. It looked like uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. They literally look like this, like the Jewish couple trying out <laughs> Vegas. They, they, they want a trip. To go for three nights, they're gonna go back to New Jersey afterwards. It's gonna be amazing, and I'm like, why do you? Okay. What's even funnier? Like, why are you guys just sitting there waiting for like? We just we came. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. No, you good. We just came in here to deal with the axe game. You couldn't. You couldn't break the accent. <laughs> yeah, I started like, hey, on, get out of that one real fast. No, man, but like, I love the ascot choice from a, uh, from a, the landlord. I loved it. Yes. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And um, so they they introduced themselves as uh he he introduced himself as Paris and she introduced herself as Helen Troy, like the fate of lovers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the Chinese version, it was a it was a story more localized for them. Um, it was like uh, I forgot the name of it, but like the joke was kind of the same joke with this one. Is like you would assume that there will be more beautiful people to have those names, right? So like that was kind of like they, they localized the joke, but it was kind of the same the same. Thing. It was it was another uh, fable tale, but like well, I remember when I first heard that shit, I was like, that's the gangster as fuck. That's so good. That's their names. That's awesome. Jeez, yes. And they brought a goddamn whole motherfucking funeral bell because they're about to. Because like they literally were just there to murder the Axe Gang and just yeah, finish like, it. Brought, it would be it would be as badass if someone just showed up with a coffin and was like, "We brought this for you." Like, what the fuck? That's pretty like much what John they did. Wick, if John Wick showed up with a coffin and was like, "I brought this for you," Jesus, that's terrifying. Or Tombstone, just like. Boom! <laughs> yeah, like a like, yeah, basically a whole mausoleum, a whole mausoleum, just right? inside the fucking building. Like, yeah, you're going in there. Like, oh god, going in this box. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, unfortunately, they. I mean, and like, I like how you know the beast is like Akuma. Yeah, because he's like, look, I just want the ultimate challenge. If they're whack, it's free. He's on some like car deal, deals, uh, like car salesman shit. You know what I'm saying? And like he's ex- he's just excited to see them. And like they're all, I love the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm probably reading into this too much, but I love how like it's like they're gambling their lives as they're at a table with a bunch of chips and shit. Like he's the dealer, and they're they're in there about to play their hands trying to kill this guy. Yeah, a card game of death. Yeah, and unfortunately, the motherfucking house won because they came at him, and he's just tanking, tanking these attacks. And they are giving him the business, and he is just not feeling them. And he is on a whole nother speed, literally. That is insane. Like, what really, uh, for a second, because my brain is really trying to, like, to balance between the sheer... It would be like if someone... Like if you saw Wiley Coyote get blown up with the TNT, but then literally saw the like the aftermath afterwards, like in <laughs> real life, and I'm like, 
what is going on? Because it's like your brain's like, oh, it's gonna have a jokey kind of like smoke ring. No, they're charred and burnt parts of his body. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because he starts to twist like this, uh, the rod and stuff. And yeah. like, it's going to twist the arm. And I'm like, you gotta move your arm because you're about to lose all your shit. Right, because because like he did it to the bending guy and twisted his yeah. arm, and he did like that centrifugal force shit. But because of his martial art he was able to take it for the most part but his like his wife would have lost her her arm would have exploded into like shards of meat yeah and like I it was, was so serious that he, like oh it's so gross like, he had to like flip and rotate her constantly to like make sure that like you know the energy like was evenly distributed through her body i'm like god damn it looks goofy if you don't understand what was happening but like when you realize how like because like they they lay it out for you and you see the stick getting fucked up yeah and you're like oh jesus so like it could get worse yeah <laughs> so get real worse they're struggling they are struggling to fight him and i love how they reincorporate the fucking funeral bell and like she's taking shots trying to like crack open the the top of the bell right yeah i was like what the fuck are you doing like why are you like banging this thing are you summoning the spirits of the dead to like try and get and like i don't know why that was in my brain where like it's that she cool. shot she shot the guy with the lion's roar but it like it was shotgun blast it blew everything out of the way and all the like the axe gang is trying to help but they all fly out the window and shit except for you know the beast he's just taking it like like John McAvoy and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> you are broken nothing's working so she's like and it, it took me a second for her to realize she's ripping the top off of this funeral bell to focalize her blast scream. So it's a, it's a, not a bl shotgun blast. It's a rocket launcher. It's pointed right at one area, and it's gonna. He's gonna take this fucking hit. And like, it was just. Bruh! It was fucking glorious. And he's like, I didn't realize you could use a microphone with the lion's roar. Like, yeah. Her her Pokemon skill gets modified with a little add on. Right, Boom. he didn't want it, man. Like he was, cause like she had that bitch point blank ready to like end his yeah. shit, and he begs for forgiveness, and she drops her guard like fucking Goku in the early episodes of Dragon Ball Z, and he fucking attacks them with these like weird looking flower poison dart thingies. Yeah, and they dodge the poison dart part, but he retracts that shit, stabs them in the stomach. And as he goes in for the kill, they basically have no choice but to, like, lock him up. And then he locks them up. And they're all on the ground, stuck. And it's like, whoever fucks up or loses grip, someone's going to die immediately. Right. But it's like a weird stalemate, right? It is like the it is the snake eating the elephant. It's like one of the two things is going to happen. Yeah, they, they, they basically turn into a rat king. <laughs> yeah. So, Brother Sum is like... Grabs his fucking wooden like stick or like a piece of two by four, whatever the fuck it is, and he's like, gives it the uh, the sing. He's like, bash their fucking heads in, like do it. It's kind of funny because he's like constantly telling them to do it. He doesn't want to do it, and he just they're just repeating each other. And Sing does a fucking face turn and like cracks open some skull. And he's like, dude, make up your fucking mind. He was just over the shit, and he just becomes a good guy, and he goes after Beast. And cracks him in the dome. Now, if you if you watch this movie and you saw the hits that Beast has taken, you realize the stick ain't gonna do jack shit. Yeah, I was like, "What are you doing? Grab something harder, or do stab him in the eye or something." I need to know your your reaction. I need to know what you, what went through your head 
when the beast grabbed Singh and gave him the full business. The first one, like, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you got, you got, you got to tell the people what happened, though." It's <laughs> like, because like the rat's in it explodes, right? And he's yeah. like super pissed now, and he grabs Sing, right? Yeah, and just slams this guy down to the ground, and it's like motherfucker, and hits him with all of the fist, all the like, <laughs> all the fist. <laughs> Right in the face. <laughs> Till face and floor become one. <laughs> it's like a Mortal Kombat fatality. It was a Mortal Kombat fatality. I'm like, he's done. He's done. And then you just see this hand come up with the tiniest bit of wood. And it pops him on the head. <laughs> but oh then he... That was oh, kind of funny. That was awesome. That was that pretty was funny. Awesome. Like, <laughs> again. And then, so so the beast is like, you little bitch. <laughs> Two more times in the face. Bow. Bow. Oh, like, he, he damn near struck oil with his skull, dude. Like, he fucked him up. And by the grace of Jesus, the couple... Using their, you know, convenient teleportation skills or whatever the fuck it is, they they literally touched their foreheads on like the finger to the foreheads and like vanished everyone. I love um, how they cut to them running and they're they are running for their goddamn lives. Nope, retreat. <laughs> Enemies are near. <laughs> they are. I mean, eyes closed, teeth gritting, running like warp speed, carrying Singh's lifeless body with them, dude. All you heard was a whoop, 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 and then just gone. So the couple is like, <laughs> uh, the couple like like tripped out that he actually even tried to help them, you know? Yeah. And they're like, "What is your last request?" And like he draws a lollipop in his own blood because he's technically dying. And uh, <laughs> hilariously enough, funny. I was like, I was like, we don't understand. Why didn't you just write a Chinese character? I don't know what this means. Yes, it's a fucking lollipop, bro. Like, what are you doing? So. They're so tripped out that he's alive, and they they wrap him up in like this like in mummy wrap, basically, uh, with nothing but Chinese herbs and shit. And they're tripped out that he's actually kind of getting okay. Yeah, he's like, this is amazing. Anyone who took those kind of hits would be a stain on the floor. This I kinda, guy should be dead. I kind of like how um, because we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones on our Patreon thing, and I kind of like how this <laughs> pulls up Game of Thrones kind of sort of. Yeah. It kind of cuts the shit. It cuts the shit so fast because, like, even though they 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 hinted at it very small and very briefly, uh, it goes into fruition. And you get like, if you're dumb, you see the cocoon. You see a, a butterfly coming out of the cocoon, and you're realizing that that's what's happening with uh, uh, Singh's character. That he's actually transforming into a karate badass because he got hit basically so hard it awakened his latent chi. And yeah. he did what the Saiyans do. Like, you get stronger after an ass beating. And I guess when you're, like, literally knocking on Heaven's door, you come he back went, stronger. He went all, like, Death of Superman, and then he literally, like, came back he after Kung Fu his Jesus. healing coma. Yeah, he's, he's Kung Fu Jesus. Like, his chi flow was unlocked, I guess, because the key was in his face. And he's Kung Fu Jesus now. And, um... He went into Avatar State after he got punched <laughs> a few times. <laughs> So like we see like all the gang show up and, and like this is kind of an homage to uh uh I feel like Matrix Two almost yes 
but I feel like that was an homage to something else. Like, had to be. I, had it like I feel like there's a movie out there with a bunch of dudes in black suits show up to kick ass and take names, and there's one dude fighting all of them. I feel like it's everything, but like this is I, you know what it probably wasn't because like this was animated way better. Yeah, it really was. I was like, okay, now I'm buying this more than I'm buying Neo fighting all the Agent Smiths. Yeah, more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and he is destroying people. People are getting obliterated. And he basically defeats the entire ass gang barehanded by himself. Just doing dope karate shit. Just dope shit. Like, cause you don't you don't really see Stephen Chow like get it in all movie. No, he's saving it. He's saving it for this for this fight. I was like, this is pretty awesome. So, it's now him and the Beast one on one. We get our fucking boss battle, and like the Beast is actually taken by surprise because he's like. Like, Singh is giving it to him. Like, he's actually moving him with his feet. Because, like, he's never been moved by anybody. Let alone hit to the, like, where he has to touch the ground. It's never happened. And you see him fighting it, trying not to get knocked to the ground, but he finally touches the ground. It, was like, it literally, like, it was every time he kicked him once and, like, kicked the back of his head to, like, just get to the ground. Like, get to the ground. It was awesome. But then he reveals the frog stop. And it is disgusting looking. And Beast is like, oh, is that the toad style of blah, blah, blah. I'm just rolling. I'm like, yes, I love this. I love stupid shit like that from Chinese movies. Toad style. The toad style from the blah, blah, blah school. I'm like, whatever, dude. So he's basically wrecking Sing shit. But he fucks up because he hits Sing so hard that he flies up into the fucking stratosphere. And I laughed at this, like, wire foo moment. Because he's like... <laughs> He's flying in the sky and he re- he regains his balance by jumping like by tapping his foot on the back of a hawk and I'm dying laughing. That was that was ludicrous. Like, he flew on the wings of eagles. It was ludicrous. And then like he looks up into the sky and he sees God. And the book that he learned as a child comes into fucking play and he comes down from the goddamn heavens with the motherfucking Buddhist palm strike that was only known in legend. And the wind, the force of the wind of him returning to Earth is too great that the beast can't sit up. He has to struggle to stand to see what the fuck is coming. And by the time he looks, it's too goddamn late because there's a giant fucking handprint into the fucking Earth, dude. There's a comet of power just coming down. Like, he brought the entire universe. Sadoosh! Fucking God hand, bro, and just levels him. And he struggles to get up, dude. And he's like, he tries to uh, fake him out and stab him. And he reverses it. And then he shoots a fucking monster's key blast and blows up half of the fucking ghetto with his hand, bro. And purposely misses him. And like, this is one of the greatest power moves I've ever seen in the history of Kung Fu films. Because the guy's like, what, te- what technique was that? And then Sing's like, I can, I can show you. And he... And the fucking bad guy, the villain, falls to his knees in tears and calls him master. God damn. What the fuck? I'm like, Jesus. That is the most baller boss move of all time. How do you follow that up? I'll tell you how. Because you got to secure the, as the boys in um, Home Video Hustle say, you you got to secure that vag. He did the greatest securing of the vads because, like, you know, he smacked a lollipop down and broke it. So he wound up coming up with an amazing logo 
billboard and everything and opening a candy store with with the exact same candy thing giant as fuck as a billboard on top of the building yep how 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 top that in apologies men good luck good luck good luck having women with unreal expectations see that and follow up with some fucking flowers it ain't gonna ain't gonna work Nah, like you go fuck yourself. You didn't buy me a candy store. Like, yeah, you need a you need a get a get some work permits, start a brand. Like that, you know how long that would have taken? Forever. He did it in a matter of minutes because he yeah. probably beat the fuck out of everybody who told him no. Uh, that's how he got his loans. Probably just god fisting everybody. Just like just sold out, just sold off all the ga- Axe Gaines property, and there you go. That's the point. Be a brothel. That's true. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, oh, no, that's not gum. <laughs> not gum. Don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the fucking movie. Oh, and, and, he, and he gets his homeboy job on top of everything else because you know, right? He doesn't look happy though. <laughs> he looked like he was happier being a thug. Yeah. So that's the end of the goddamn movie, man. So, um, let's start getting into the goddamn tallies, man. Let's find out how many people. Got to see Buddha firsthand. Let's get into our body count. I counted 12 dead for sure. That's fair. Because I think everyone else was incapacitated versus. Yeah, I was like, I don't. Because bodies he's... thrown around. I don't know if I count those dead or nah, not. But if nah. we're just he... counting a not unconscious, they're like 40 million. And like. <laughs> All right, folks. Time for everybody's favorite subject, the nudity. Let's get skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. I just want to see a little feet. Just show me that boy. Just a little bit of titties. Right now, right now. Oh, luckily for y'all, nobody. There's a lot of people in their underwears and shit. And uh, the landlady had her titties hanging free because her bra was blown off. Other than that, no nudity whatsoever. Top of butt cheeks, but no full ass. No, we didn't get full ass. I'm sorry. Uh, We did see butt cheeks full ass. Right. Forgot about that. But, um, yeah, man, that's uh, that's it for that. So, um, all right, folks, this is... that moment in time when we got to find out our favorite character, our shining star throughout the entire film. Let's get into our Joe Grizzly recipient. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Rando. Who is your Joe Grizzly? Mine's going to be the landlady. Fucking A right. Yeah. I was like, this This is an awesome character that I didn't expect to like. And I was like, I really like this character now. <laughs> it's like, I would, just the fact that she's a, you know, she has the canary cry and She's whooping people's asses with a shoe and like just popping people like everyone's gonna pay her fucking attention. I was like, I like it. Yes, bro, she's the best. She's the best. Like just everything about her character is fucking awesome, dog. Like she nailed it. And like what's fucked up is uh she like she was doing actress gigs way back in the gap. She was even in um she was in the James Bond movie. I forgot what which one it was. I think Man with the Golden Gun. Oh shit! Uh, she was one of the Asian chicks. Uh, I didn't see that movie, so I don't, I don't know what she did in in that capacity. But she was in a bunch of movies when she was young, and like she didn't really like how the roles were going. So she was like gone for like twenty eight years, and she came back like for this movie. 
Dang. And she Pretty fucking good. murdered it. Murdered it. Yeah, she's definitely the Joe Grizzly band because she was she was the best. And also, uh, like the only woman speaking besides uh, Horse Teeth uh, Jane. Yeah. Like, how come the love interest didn't get to say a word? That's weird. Anyway. Just because. It's like, because they didn't want to, like, they didn't want to bog down this movie with, like, and there's a love interest. Like, nah, nah, nah. nah. She's just there. But whatever. He Fair. didn't even bother to learn sign language. I don't say anything. Like, he, he bought the store, but he still didn't learn sign language. Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Anyway. Uh, all right, folks. This is Final Verdict Time. Knee pads and slippers. What that means is if we truly, truly enjoy this movie, we'll give it a maximum of two knee pads or we fall to our knees into the worship position given the movie is just due. Or if we think this movie is a flaming pile of shit, we'll give it two hater slippers where we slide it on, walk over to the nearest wall, and ass kick that bitch asunder. Random Randy Savage. Knee pads and slippers. So like I said from the beginning, I thought this movie was going to be like Kung Pao. And I've actually never seen that movie. The trailer really threw me off. It was the fucking Squirrel Ninchucks. I literally had to Google Squirrel Ninchuck white guy Kung Fu movie to find out the name of Kung Pao. That's hilarious. But I say that to say this. This was a very pleasant surprise. I was quite entertained by this movie. I love a good Kung Fu movie. And it had... kind of an interesting story and the fact that it blended comedy and action really well i'm gonna give this to nipas god damn right this is the same for me this is an all-time favorite of mine uh every time i watch it, it's a fucking pleasure um even with the like last minute like turn to good like it's just who cares like they they kind of threw it out there they gave you like two or three sprinkles of him possibly being a karate genius and it's still cool because it's, it, they just it happened and it looked so awesome that you didn't really give a fuck. And they killed everybody else who did matter, so it had to go to somebody. And uh, right. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, lo- I love the uh, marriage between cartoon and like actual kung fu violence. Uh, it was a cool and interesting mix, and that actually fucking worked. And the fact that it was able to translate through another language even more fucking impressive. Um, so yeah, shout out to them and shout out to Stephen Chow. He's uh, he's definitely the shit. Um, oh yes, I forgot to say. Uh, I forgot to tell you uh, the guy that played uh, the Beast. Uh, he was actually uh, one of the guys who had participated in the Bruce Lee clone things, where he was a uh, Bruce Leeing or Leeing, um, mm. and he played like a like a Bruce Lee lookalike kind of guy in certain movies as well. So he also had a connection to Bruce Lee uh, throughout this. He he looked kind of familiar. I was kind of curious. Like I know I've seen him. He looks like else. a shriveled up Bolo Young. Yeah, that's what I was like. Is this like, is this a Bolo Young? I thought it was. I was like, damn, Bolo, let himself go. But I was like, nah, it's not. Yeah, no. Yeah, but he, he very similar. But like, ah, I saw some very sad pictures of this dude when he was younger. He had a terrible toupee. Mm. Terrible toupee. Like terrible toupee. I was like, God, just, just go bald, bro. Just let it go. It looked like a hat. It's more powerful. It like a Russian hat. Um. But yeah, man, uh, two knee pads all fucking day. That's the goddamn fucking movie, folks. This shit's a goddamn classic. Angelique, thank you so much for allowing us to see this on our on uh, and actually making it official. Because I felt like it'd have been too um, too pleasurable for me. But I don't give a fuck. If you yeah, haven't seen this movie, folks, go see that shit. It's on Netflix as we speak. It's 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 a great fun movie to watch, and um, surprisingly violent too. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck, bro? This is crazy. Right. 
shout out to fucking everybody, man. Like the same people we always shout out. Bryfi, uh B Rob, of course from H Town, Nerdy Bitches. Um uh shout out to Fans of Patrol, So Wizard, um, Home Video Hustle, uh Superhero Speak, the whole nine. You guys know who you are. Uh you know, Patreons, our pod beaners. You got anybody? Podcorners. Yeah, podcorners. Nope, that's it. Cool. Catch you guys on the flip flop. See y'all next week when we're doing. Oh fuck! What was the other movie we were doing for Patreon? Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, god damn yeah! Steve Conjic in the building. Uh, everything I learned from movies. Fucking Steven Izzy, man. Shout out to y'all. God damn. Thank y'all for that. It's gonna be a good week next week. We will catch y'all again, man. We'll see y'all later.